Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, sunshines. You are listening to the Evolvepreneur After Hours, and I am your host, Christine Campbell Rappin. I am on a mission to help entrepreneurs make a difference. It is about navigating the messy world of startup, growth, relaunch, and the occasional setback. Today, joining me, we're going to be sitting down with a fellow peer and learning from his experience and his journey, diving deep into some of the lessons that we hope will bring some light bulbs to you to help you implement some new strategies and fast track your business. Our guest today is Benjamin Jones. He's got a really fascinating story. He is a serial entrepreneur and an international keynote speaker. Over the past five years, he's able to educate thousands of people and help them harness the power of online marketing to grow and scale their businesses. He's been in online marketing for more than seven years. And when he's not busy providing marketing, business, and public speaking consultations, you'll find him in the office running his business and his passion for helping youth learn the world of business. Very warm welcome to our show, Ben. Welcome. Awesome. Thanks for having me, Christian. I really appreciate the opportunity and um, hopefully I can add as much value to you guys today as I possibly can. I love it. So tell us, when you were a kid, because I know you do have a passion for helping youth in particular understand the world of business, did you ever imagine that you would be an entrepreneur, not just with one business, but multiple? And tell me, when did the seed first get planted that this could be? Yeah, I think inherently, uh, like a lot of people are entrepreneurs and don't know it, right? So uh, I grew up on a farm, so we would do a lot of things like, you know, um, plant our own stuff. I'd go to my grandparents' stuff on uh, house on the in the city on the school holidays and I'd go door to door um, selling things or like spraying numbers on people's um, driveways, that sort of thing. Um, but it wasn't really fostered. Like there was no avenue for me to become entrepreneurial. And uh, my dad, who's very conservative, he was like, look, uh, you know, you, you need to go and get um, a, like a, a trade or a skill or go to university or college. That were the only two options to leave home. Right. So I ended up doing that and um, I had a successful career, but I guess if you're an entrepreneur stuck stuck in a job, it just it grates on your soul. So it took yeah. me it took me about uh because I mean at the end we all search our own freedom. We want to create, we want to build. Like if you've got that in you, um, and I guess like my biggest regret was was staying in that for too long. So you know I stayed there for like you know well over ten years before I I broke out, and and it wasn't easy. And I think a lot of um, entrepreneurs when they get started have these big ideas, but like no real business concepts of how to put them together. And, um, and so for me, like it was, it was a hard journey and it was, it was, you know, well worth it, you know, well past a decade of, you know, leaving employment and all of that at the moment. But the nice, the nice thing was like going out there and living life on your own terms. And even if you're not earning as much as you were saying a job at the beginning, the skills that you, that you give yourself create a baseline that you can build upon. And I think that's been really great uh, in terms of, being able to do that as a young person though i think i definitely was an entrepreneur that got forced into the the rat race um which which drove me crazy and uh, my wife also and now that i've got four children one of the big passions for us is you know like how do we teach our kids that they can create and they can have their own businesses be entrepreneurs and that's where youth in business the business around teaching kids how to do that has really grown from um which is which has been amazing it's probably one of the most rewarding things uh, that, I, that i've done in my entrepreneur I love this because we do, we do in some ways fall into the, the timing, um, but there is an inner drive to create. And I think that that's a really important word 
uh, and a recognition that we don't we don't start with having all of the knowledge we might need. And this is a painful learning curve. There are some um, missed ideas of what it will be, what it will take, how do we get there. Um, and I'm curious, you know, as you look back on your journey, you know, what was what was one of the big gaps you didn't appreciate when you made the first leap that kind of caught you so by surprise as an emerging entrepreneur because you're coaching and mentoring in the emerging space with these young people. Tell me what it was for you that went, oh, wish yeah. I'd seen that. <laughs> yeah, 100%. So I think, uh, look, one of the big mistakes, I think we get we get taught to build the better plan um, instead of make the better sale. And that that's what killed me. Like I'd go and plan all this stuff out. I'd have all these things that, you know, organize everything, make sure everything was sorted. But what I wouldn't do is sell. And I think it's a lot of the times as entrepreneurs, like we'll make sure we have the best filing system or we'll make sure that, you know, we'll do everything else a lot of the times what I did when I first started instead of actually getting out there and selling. And um, I came across this concept from a mentor of mine that, and it was basically sell it before you build it. Like go out there and make the sale first. And then if it works, build the business around that. And uh, it's kind of that fly the plane, uh, build the plane as you fly it. Uh, but then once you get it up, say over six figures or something like that, then you can have a look at, you know, like if you don't do it right, you have to do it twice, you know, but if you don't, if you don't get it up and you don't make the sales, then the business doesn't really go anywhere. So, and the cool thing is if, if you think about, if you're a business owner right now, like if we doubled your income or if you doubled your income or like in your sales and your business, I'm pretty sure most problems will be solved, right? So uh, not only does it solve problems, it allows you to scale. So, and I guess when I made that shift of, okay, like we have to have sales targets, you know, that's super important. How are we getting to them? What do we need to do? And how can we make that sale first and then, you know, deal with the mess of it and provide good customer service as we go along. And like, I don't know if that was, that was a big mindset, mindset shift for me. Like it sounds really simple, but that concept of sell it before you build it um, is, is really, really amazing. It is one and it never gets old because I think so many of our audience will appreciate this. We think we'll sell when we're ready and we can get really far down the product or service offer without it test marketed and really having proof of concept. And I know certainly when I look back in my business journey, that has been one of the for sure learnings is test it, get out into conversation. And without sales, you do not have the oxygen in your business to do anything. And you can always have an abundance of business and find the backfill versus plan everything first and then have crickets investing your field. So I'm curious when you're working with young people, um, their pace of that, are they are they keen to get into conversation? And what kind of conversations do you recommend people do to really start to validate their product? Because once you have a validated product, you can run quite quickly. Yeah, look, it doesn't matter if you're doing it in person or online or, you know, however you want to do it. No, we, we actually started, we have this thing where we start the kids off. They start with like $20 because they have $20, they have to turn that into as much money as they can in the first month. That's pretty much the guidelines of the whole thing. <laughs> uh, now, what's really cool is when we started doing this with the kids, they'd do like a couple of hundred dollars. But these days, most of the kids who go through the process make over a thousand dollars in their first month. And they'll try a couple of different things. I think the record at the moment is like 5,200 know, or something like that. Um, but these are kids who are literally like, you know, eight or 10 or 12 or like 14. Like they're not, they don't come to business with the same hangups that adults have, you know, like. Uh, they just get out there and do it and they sell. And, you know, we've had kids do everything from start a Shopify site 
literally go out there to social media, start promoting it as much as they can, make a couple of thousand dollars in sales of a product they haven't even got yet. So, or, you know, they'll go door to door selling something and, and make a bunch of sales or just go down to the local park or start, set up a market or whatever it might be. The important part is, is that they learn to sell, right? Because if you can, if you don't sell in a business, nothing happens, right? So, and then they find out what they like. We can have a look at the margins. They usually try two or three different ideas. And um, I think that's, that's really cool because if you can get out and sell, prove the concept, even if you don't like it, you don't have to continue with it, right? Like fulfill on those sales and move on to something else, but don't spend three months planning it or like do what they teach you at college or university where it's like, hey, if you're profitable in the first year and you have this big long plan and this 60 page branding guideline and all of that rubbish, you just don't need it. Like just get out there, make the sale. If it doesn't work, go again. I mean, you can always go to college or university and learn how to start business by people who've never started business if you wanted to. Um, <laughs> or go find someone who's done what you've already done and ask them how they did it. They'll probably tell you straight off the bat. So Yeah, there's a lot of generosity in that knowledge base. And I, I love this. So I'm, I'm definitely going to, you know, linger on this in my own businesses. You know, how do, how do I have the spirit of a, of a young person that's 20 bucks, go make as much as you can out of it? Because I do think that lights a fire in a bigger way. And I'm curious because, you, you know, you're really leading innovation with a young group. And I think that this is awesome because I do think the world over, it doesn't matter where you're listening from, needs small business to succeed. And it changes our families, our perspectives, our lifestyle. It has so much amplification potential behind it. And really, it's not the government's job to rescue us. It's us. It's us. And we are very capable. But I'm curious because you're also on the forefront of of really helping people embrace new technologies and in particular YouTube and the platform of that. Talk to us a little bit about how that light bulb dawned for you and what's the response in the marketplace as you go into it with a service offering? Yeah, 100%. So look, YouTube is an amazing place at the moment, but I think like all of these platforms have have a life cycle and I think that's what we need to understand at the moment. You know, if you ask me in maybe 10 years, I'll probably be talking about a different platform, right? Because most of these platforms have a life somewhere around that 10-year mark. Um, if I just come back a little bit from say YouTube and have a look at that um, as a as a construct, what happens is like if we take something like um, you know Google search ads, okay, when they first came out, they were amazing. It was the first time we could buy traffic online. Well, one of the first times, right? And you could get clicks for like cents on the dollar. And then as it matured, as a platform matured, more people came on. It got saturated and got more expensive. Uh, exactly the same thing happened to to Facebook. And, you know, even if you take something as simple as email, email open rates today are definitely not what they were in the 1990s, right? So the, all of these platforms reach a saturation when everyone, everyone gets there. And YouTube at the moment is pretty much poised to be where, say, um, Facebook was a decade ago. So to me, it's it's a great time to get in. It's a massive opportunity and you can be rewarded as an early adopter. And if you have a look at the adoption curve, they all go through this. They have like the early adopter and mass adoption, you know, and then saturation, late adopter, all of that, right? And if you have a look at all these other platforms, particularly platforms like Facebook at the moment where lead costs are going through the roof, um, you know, they're talking, the, the iOS updates just made it go completely nuts. Uh, you know, people are like a lot of business out there are hemorrhaging and it's because they're, they're just doing the same thing they've always done, expecting a different result. And what's happening is the, the actual platforms is, it's, you know, some Facebook ads can still work. They're just more expensive than they were, say, two years ago, right? Um, and that's going to be the case for most most platforms out there. So if you were to look at it, like YouTube as a platform is, is really cool because at the moment, Google Ads, Google Ads and YouTube are the same, are literally giving away like $500 US just to get started on that platform, okay? 
So that should give you a bit of an idea of where it's at. I think only 8% of businesses in the US at the moment are using YouTube. So, um, and it's bigger than, bigger or as big as Facebook in terms of daily users, right? So in terms of like where the opportunity is, it's, you know, definitely there. And the transition from, you know, leaving what, leaving say something like Facebook and coming across is a little difficult, right? Because you got to create video ads. It's a different platform. You can't just take what was working on Facebook and put it there. It won't work, trust me. That's the biggest mistake. <laughs> Note here, guys. Right? <laughs> yeah. Don't waste your time. It's not a hey. reply. <laughs> yeah, just don't do it, right? So yeah, so, so basically, look, it's in terms of an opportunity at the moment, I think it's massive. And the market's definitely let us know that like we're, we're just inundated at the moment in terms of helping companies grow and scale on YouTube, um, which is fantastic, but you really got to get there. And in my own personal journey, you know, we went through the same thing. We were trying to fill rooms and do marketing for some of our use of the business stuff and some of our other businesses. And the lead cost was just going through the roof. And I remember, um, this is probably going about three or four years ago and, um, or probably longer than that, probably four or five years ago. Anyway, um, I had this event to fill the youth in business and it wasn't filling Facebook was just being dumb and I lost my ad account and I'm sure uh, many any business owners out there dealing with Facebook at some point will lose your ad account it's not an if it's a when right uh, and I was actually just scheduled to go to China like the next week um, so I did the did the thing of like ring around all the agencies and just say hey run me someone run me some Google ads <laughs> we, we tried two different agencies one was total rubbish um, and then I had, went to China and I couldn't even check in on it because see there was no there's no Google or Facebook over there, right? So I'm over there for a couple of weeks, gave these guys a massive budget and said, just make it make it rain and come home. And I was really uh, amazed with one of the results. Being a marketer though, when I had a look at it, the actual campaigns, you know, as an agency, no one's going to look after your business as well as you are. So I've just gone in there and like, hey, can we fix some of this stuff? And um, and in the end, we, we took it over and we started managing stuff and and then got heavily into YouTube ads because the, the cost per lead there was cheaper than everywhere else. And the quality was amazing. So yeah, I've pretty much been, you know, saying move to YouTube ads probably pretty hard for the last couple of years from the rooftops if I can. So I think there's a yeah. great nugget here because I even today, I was saying today, I, I had an email that talked about, you know, I, I, I know my clients and my, my peers around the world, they said, yes, the cost per ad or the cost per lead has grown significantly on even Instagram or Facebook. And um, the, the changing in the data policies have definitely impacted your ability to target. And ultimately, there's a mass exit down. And, and the news is, is first one to say, you know, people are exiting that platform. And if you rent space or it's your only platform, you are at high risk in your business. And and I know we had a guest here on our, our show a while ago said, I knew my business was in trouble the moment I couldn't get my Facebook ads to work. That's where the biggest amount of leads was coming from. So I'm curious, you know, when we hear that, you know, be careful because you rent space on social media and the platform algorithms can change and it can dramatically impact your performance and your flow rate of leads to your business. Um, what do you love about YouTube? Obviously, it's the early adopting phase. The cost is lower. But where do you think the is there risk still within that platform if people do migrate and make that their yeah, so I think, yeah, 100%. I think the, the big mistake is people come over to Facebook, uh, sorry, over to YouTube expecting it to be Facebook and they just do like very general interest-based targeting with a very salesy, interruptive ad. That's usually the biggest mistakes we see. Or they treat it like the corporates do. They treat it like TV. They think it's TV and they'll do like TV-style ads with like they're non-skippable and everyone hates them, 
right? So there's some of the big mistakes that we see. If you come over to YouTube, you need to understand that it's a platform that, that people are there to, to be educate, educated or entertained in some way. Okay, so what you want to do is have ads that deliver value. That's really important. Like we have a four-part process to this. It's like you know, hook is the first seconds before they skip. Just run the pre-roll ads. Um, when you're running your ads, make sure that you know we have a hook, elevated pitch story, close is our four-part system. Um, and that's really important because if you can, um, basically the other cool thing about YouTube ads, and I'll come back to that in a second, is that the targeting on YouTube ads is just so far superior to anything else. Um, for example, you can target people based on income. So we have like a, like if you target people that are genuine interest, so like say they're interested in, you know, whatever, there'll be a topic or an interest for that. Then target them by household income. So if you're selling anything over, say $500 or a premium product, you really only want the top 30% of income owners. And now that's a game changer because that pretty much solves the problem that most businesses have of, I just can't afford your products, if that makes sense. So one of the biggest sales objections is, you know, you just get bad leads or, leads that can't buy from you or whatever. If you can target them by that top that top 30% of income or top 10% or like whatever it is, you basically solve the problem whether they can afford your product before they've even got to your landing page. So so that's a massive game changer. Uh, the next thing you want to do, so if you start with that general interest, you know, like whatever topic interest you want, you sort them out by income. If it was like an inverted triangle at this point, um, <clears throat> the other part that you would have at the bottom, if it was a funnel in shape, is the intent actions that they take. So we've, we've got our general interest, people who are interested in your topic or space. We've got, have they got enough money? The next thing is like, you know, are they ready to buy your stuff? Okay. So in that instance, you can do some really cool stuff like, you know, um, what, what are people searching on YouTube right now? Okay. That's really cool. Uh, and just target those people. Or what are people searching on Google search? Now, this is a massive one that a lot of corporates now haven't figured out. At the moment, if you go to Google search and you run ads, you come up in the top little three spots within a search platform, in the search platform, right? Now, the cool thing with that is that's the most, like best traffic you're going to get in the universe, okay? But everyone is competing on it. It's like the most expensive as well. What, what you can do with YouTube ads is take anyone who's searching those things and then show them a YouTube ad when they go to YouTube for like half to a third of the price what you'd pay in search. So in terms of getting in front of like a really dialed in audience, you can literally get people searching for your stuff, show them a video ad for half the price of what you would pay in search. And a lot of people haven't figured that out yet. So if you're going up against big corporates or you're going up against like bigger companies who have you know massive ad budgets, you can actually um, siphon off that traffic at you know half the price. Another, uh, probably another really good opportunity is um, we call it ethically stealing your competitors' traffic, right? So uh, going out. And what you can do is you can actually get all your competitors' URLs or like websites. And because Google knows who goes to what website, they, you can basically show your ads to anyone who's been to any of your competitors' websites or any of your big industry websites. Um, so where this can get really cool is basically, particularly if they're running paid ads, is they've paid ads from the most expensive place to send to their website, like search ad. Then when people go there, you are able to remarket them with your YouTube video ad when they go to YouTube. So it's really, really powerful because... You basically they've spent all the money on the targeting and all of the stuff, and you're able to just remarket to anyone who's been to their their website, which is really powerful. Um, particularly if you get a bit clever with it. So, for example, we go after people who have bigger CRMs uh, or like uh, softwares that manage their business, right? But we don't just go to their homepage; we'll actually go to people who visit the login page. So you can think about some really cool stuff, like like what what websites are people going to. 
Um, I mean, and the other thing, like just lastly, the, the another reason why YouTube ads and the targeting there is so powerful, like other than all the other things I've just mentioned, is you can even do things like um, anyone who's been on any of your competitors' YouTube channels or videos. Imagine picking the top 10 YouTube videos in your space or the top 10 YouTube channels. Anyone who goes there, you can show them your ads. So in terms of targeting, if you were to put Facebook and, and YouTube ads together, it'd be like Bambi versus Godzilla and and Facebook is just not the Godzilla in this in this arrangement, right? So, uh, th- and there's a lot of things, and I think a lot of people don't know that. So, um, yeah, the targeting is just so is just so much better. I think it is so, what what this shows is there's so there is not only a really really exciting way to grow your business like that just it, it, it honestly gets me going. Ah, uh, I can't wait to go play and do this. And, and what I love also about this is. I always tell people, if you are doubting that there are customers out there for your business and you get into that mindset of clients are hard to find and um, nobody will pay for my services and you get into that train wreck that's coming and we all do it, we all start to doubt what we've got as value at some point when we're not seeing consistency in our growth in that new client acquisition. I always say to people, go to Google or go to YouTube or go to Pinterest, largest search engines on the world, how much traffic is on them? People are looking for solutions. Sometimes the big challenge is fine tuning. What room do you need to be in? What words are they searching for? And you've just given this, you know, massive cheat sheet to say the answers are there. And you can be in front of the right eyeballs. No, Don't reapply it from another platform. And she learned the rules to be great on this one. And I just think, then I go, you could really accelerate quickly. Yeah, you can. I started, sell something. Here's here's another cool thing. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's so cool. In terms of like the other cool things about YouTube is no one comments on your ads, right? Um, You don't get ad fatigue. You can run the same ad for like months at a time if your audience is big enough. Uh, So in terms of scale, whether you're doing it vertically or horizontally. So horizontally is is just more audiences, right? Vertical is just more more ad budget. You can actually scale really, really quickly with YouTube ads, which you just can't do with Facebook, and and it holds. So, for example, you can scale up, you know, from a couple of hundred dollars a day to you know a couple of thousands of dollars a day in a campaign quite quickly, and, and it actually stays and holds there for months and months and months at a time. It doesn't have well, the problem with Facebook; it has the ad fatigue drama, right? So you just get something working, it's up and going, ad fatigue. That ad sucks. So you got to add a new one, and at some point that next ad will suck and then you got to add a new one. It won't suck. It's just the way the algorithm works. But you, you have this glass ceiling you can never get over because every time you add a new ad, it's got to go through the learning phase and then eventually you're going to add an ad that wasn't as good as the one previous and the whole campaign implodes on itself, right? So the nice thing with YouTube is you just don't have that problem. You can actually scale up and, you know, not have the ad fatigue drama of YouTube, oh, sorry, of Facebook and um, really, really grow quite quickly, which is amazing. Okay, well, I, I see the infinite potential, but let me ask you this is it's kind of a, a final question to this is when does when does the audience or when does, you know, the business owners who's following along in our podcast today know when they're ready for this step? Yeah, look, if you just got one main, if you just got one main um, ad source and it's Facebook, this step is is like right now. So uh, if honestly, we're yet to see a, a Facebook campaign, we can't be with YouTube. So if if you're on Facebook at the moment and you're struggling, come over to YouTube. Look, you actually get $500 worth of ad credit when you spend $500 or something like that. Just get started. Like, 
if you get started with an ad that's actually going to help people and talks about their problem, if you do that, you'll do really well because like you were saying before, like YouTube can be a search engine. So if you're, if you're talking about someone's problem, here's how you help them check out my landing page. Like it's about that simple offer them value, but like actually help them in the ad. You'll do really well because that's why people go to YouTube. So if you're, if you're struggling at the moment, or even if you just like Facebook's working and you want to have a backup, you know, have more than one traf- paid traffic source. Uh, yeah, YouTube is, is a great place to get started. And I, I can't see Facebook getting any better um, over the next 12 months, you know, like the next 12, 24, 36 months, like Facebook's just going to get more expensive, right? So having, having it or Instagram or wherever you are, right? Like even if you just have another ad platform that you can add to the mix and minimize that risk, because the, we've all been there where Facebook turns off our ads, right? And our businesses stop. So, and for me, that was unacceptable. And that's why we moved these other platforms. And um, yeah, so I guess if you're not there, get there because it's literally the opportunity of a lifetime. And um, and, and play, test small or, you know, if you want to get in big, get in big and get some help to do it. So, I love it. Is this, a, this is the light bulb that if you're going to be listening to this and starting your year strong, this is where the catalyst comes from. You've got to recognize every platform has a life cycle and to be in the early adopter stage is where you will see mass acceleration with your business. And you've seen it not just, of course, with the clients you're working with, but you've also seen this with the kids that you mentor where you said, we went from $20 to some significant wealth. And you've seen people say, I didn't have to wait many years to reach six figures or seven figures. If you've got the right prospect and you've got the right eyeballs and you've said, I not only entertain you, but I bring free value the world is looking for your solution. And I think this is an awesome insight. Ben, thanks so much for being our guest today. I have got so many light bulbs firing in my head and I'm sure our audience does as well. Okay, that's it. This is another episode of the Evolvepreneur After Hours program. Before you go, a couple of things. If you love this, give us a five-star review. And if you're an entrepreneur who wants to share their story and the light bulbs you learned to help us all grow together, we'd love to hear from you. Be sure to subscribe for future episodes right now. And if you are an entrepreneur, want you to be starting to really deep dive on how YouTube ads can transform your business in 2023. Thanks for being our guest today, Ben. We will see you guys on another episode. Thanks, guys. Bye.